What if God were fickle? What if his love for you had limits? What if there came a point where you, God said, that's it, I've had enough of your sinful shenanigans, I am done with you. Well, thankfully, that's not who God is or what he does. Welcome to the Point of Purity podcast, a weekly study filled to the brim with all the tools from scripture you will ever need to build a lasting life of biblical purity. Each and every episode is designed to help you discover how to skillfully handle the Word of God as you choose to live in freedom. I'm your host, Steve Etner, author, speaker, and purity coach for the Pure Man Ministry. Welcome to episode 113, as we talk this week about God's love is all we need. In Psalm 25, verse 7, David says, according to your steadfast love, God, remember me. Let me repeat that, Psalm 25, 7. According to your steadfast love, remember me. Now, I want you to think for just a, a few moments here about God's steadfast love. Now, if you were paying attention to the opener, then you heard me ask this question. What if God were fickle? I mean, what, what, what if his love for you had limitations? What if there came a point where God looked at you and, and said, that's, that's it, I, I'm done. I've had enough of your sinful shenanigans. I've had enough of your selfishness. I, I, I'm done with you. What if God were to say that? Well, thankfully, that's not who God is. And so therefore, that's not what he will ever do. Exodus 34, 6 tells us that he is the Lord, a God merciful and gracious slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Oh, listen, I praise God that he abounds in steadfast love. <laughs> Can I get an amen? First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. I'm afraid that all too often we ignore this command and we totally dismiss it out of hand. I mean, think about it. We are to daily, daily, moment by moment, thank God for his steadfast love. How are you doing with that? Uh, think about it this way. How, how many times a day do you sin? Seriously. How many times a day do you choose to turn your back on God in favor of King me? I don't want you to say a lot. I want you to really think about it. Give it your best guess. One or two times a day? Half a dozen? 20? More than 50? How many times a day do you sin? Now, I want you to consider this. What does each and every individual sin that you commit deserve? How many times a day does God extend to you his great mercy? not giving you what you deserve? How many times a day does he pour out upon you his amazing grace, giving you what you don't deserve? How many times a day does he lavish upon you his steadfast love? And as you're thinking about that, let me repeat the words of 1 Chronicles 16.34. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures 
forever. If you've been following this Point of Purity podcast for any length of time, then in each of our episodes, you know that in the journey that we've been going through together, we've been discovering that we are positionally guilty. We are experientially shameful before God because we have chosen over and over and over again to worship King me and turn our back on God. You can't worship both at the same time. We've seen in Matthew 6, 24, you can't serve two masters. You're either going to hate the one and love the other or cling to the one and despise the other. You can't serve both. We've also talked about the fact that we have guilt and shame because we've willfully rejected his unlimited divine power in favor of our own, our own frail and feeble weaknesses. All, all so that we can enjoy the wicked pleasures of sin for that short little season. In spite of all of that, because of his great mercy, God has granted to you and to me life and steadfast love. God's care has preserved our spirit, Job chapter 10, verse 12. Oh, my friend, God's love for you reached the ultimate crescendo on the cross of Calvary. It was God's steadfast love for you that motivated him to offer his son as the atoning sacrifice for your rebellion and for mine. It is is God's steadfast love that keeps you and I from becoming a greasy smear on the pavement right here and right now. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His steadfast love endures forever, Psalm 106, verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, His steadfast love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, His steadfast love endures forever. Let all those who fear the Lord say, His steadfast love endures forever. Psalm 118, verses 1 through 4. Now, don't don't miss this, my friend. God's love for you is steadfast. God's love for you for you, never falters. It never fails. God's love for you endures your fickleness, endures your selfishness, endures your king me worship. God's love for you stands true forever. Do you understand? Do you grasp the depths of what we're talking about here? God's love for you, God's love for me, is not dependent upon our purity. His love for us is not contingent upon right behavior. Oh, my friend, God's love for you is totally, completely, 100% unconditional. His love endures your sin. It endures your selfishness. It endures your humanness. His steadfast love, listen to this, watch this now, it endures not just for a time, but forever. Isaiah 54.10 says this, God says this, For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love 
shall not depart from you. My covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. Isaiah 54.10. Micah 7 verse 18 asks this question. Who is a God like you? Pardoning iniquity, passing over transgression for the remnant of his inheritance. He, God, does not retain his anger forever. He delights in steadfast love, Micah 7.18. Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 and 23 says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. All right, now let me pose this question to you. Think about this. Why should the steadfast love of God matter? to you. Seriously, how has God's steadfast love made a difference in your life? It's God's steadfast love that you can trust in no matter your circumstances, no matter your choices, no matter your screw-ups, no matter how many times King Me crawls back up on the throne of your heart. God not only practices steadfast love, He is steadfast love. It's part of His character. You see, that's why his love for you is steadfast. Not, not because he wants to, not because he chooses to, not because he's forced to. It's because it's who he is. It's his character. Isaiah 63 verse 7 says, I will recount the steadfast love of the Lord, the praises of the Lord, according to all that the Lord has granted us and the great goodness that he has granted according to his compassion, according to the abundance of his steadfast love, Isaiah 63, 7. This is why, watch this now, this is why you and I can cry, turn, O Lord, Deliver my life. Save me for the sake of your steadfast love. Psalm 6 verse 4. Have mercy on me, O God. According to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Psalm 51 verse 1. Answer me, O Lord, for your steadfast love is good. According to your abundant mercy, Turn to me. Hide not your face from your servant, for I am in distress. Make haste to answer me. Draw near to my soul. Redeem me. Ransom me because of my enemies. Psalm 69, verses 16 through 18. But you, O God, my Lord, deal on my behalf for your name's sake, because your steadfast love is good. Deliver me. For I am poor and needy. My heart is stricken within me. Psalm 109, verses 21 and 22. As a result of everything we just read to you, because God's steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise Him. I will bless God as long as I live. In God's name, I will lift up my hands and my soul will be satisfied. Psalm 64, verses 3 through 5. All right, I want us to look at Psalm 25, verse 7 again. I want you to notice that David pens the words, for the sake of your goodness. For the sake of your what? Your goodness. Now, you may recall a few years ago, there was a popular chorus that was sung in many churches across our nation. 
It, it went like this. No, I'm not going to sing it to you, but I'm going to quote the, a, a portion of it. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. You remember that chorus? The goodness of God. Now, here's, here's what I want you to think about. The goodness of God is often sung about in our churches. It's spoken of behind the pulpit. It's even used in response to when good or, or, or bad things happen in our lives. I mean, you've probably expressed this truth yourself. I mean, someone avoids a horrific accident due to having car trouble or delayed flight, and we respond, oh, isn't God so good? Or maybe maybe a family member is blessed with a financial gift in a time of crisis, a time of need, and we talk about how good, how great God is. Yeah, God is good. However, watch this now. It's not because he's doing or not doing something for us that makes him good. It's because it's who he is. In Mark chapter 10, verse 18, Jesus says, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. Mark 10, 18. The psalmist declares, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him, Psalm 34, verse 8. God is good. That's, that's his character. It's, it's who he is. And I want to submit, as you're listening to this episode, that God's goodness is something that we as Christians tend to take for granted. We don't fully understand what it means that God is good. So I think because we don't fully understand it, we don't fully appreciate it. So let me repeat something I've been trying to drive home in this episode. God doesn't just do good things. He is good. God's goodness is part of his character. That means that he cannot not be good. Let me repeat that. God cannot not be good. If he ceased to be good, even for a microsecond, he would cease to be God. Psalm 145 verse 9 says, The Lord is is good to all. His mercy is over all that he has made. Let me remind you here of a question that I asked earlier. How many times already today have you sinned? How many times today have you chosen to reject God in favor of King Me? How many sins have you committed already this week? How many sins have you committed this month? What about this year? What about during your lifetime? How many times have you deserved God's anger? You've deserved His wrath. You've deserved His judgment. You've deserved His punishment. How many times? And how many times has God extended to you His grace, His mercy? his forgiveness, and his steadfast love. Oh, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Psalm 100 verses 4 and 5. Listen, my friend, even in the midst of your battle for purity, how has God been good to you? I want you to consider this. 
even though you and I have repeatedly turned our back on God, though we have repeatedly chosen to live for King me, God has been good to us. Even though we have worshipped ourself, we've worshipped King me over and over and over again, and even though there are times that we don't fully trust him, The scriptures still declare, good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way, Psalm 25, verse 8. For you, O Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in steadfast love to all who call on you, Psalm 86, verse 5. I think it's important, though, that you understand that the goodness of God is not necessarily limited to how you and I might define goodness. When God is called good in Scripture, the word good refers to kindness, gentleness, generous, beneficial. Yes, that we understand that, but it also includes truths such as He's perfect, He is complete, He is holy. That's part of His goodness. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Psalm 106, verse 1. Psalm 107, verse 1. 1 Chronicles 16, 34. Again and again and again and again and again, the scriptures declare the goodness of God. Psalm 31, verse 19. How abundant is your goodness, God. You have stored it up for those who fear you, and you've worked it out for those who take refuge in you, Psalm 31, 19. So my friend, even now, in the midst of your battle for purity, your struggle for freedom and victory over this sinful habit in your life, you can cry out to him, answer me, O Lord, for your steadfast love is good. According to your abundant mercy, turn to me, Psalm 69. Verse 16. Okay. We're going to hit the pause button here again until next week's episode. Because if I keep going, we're going to, it's going to be a much longer episode than what you're used to. So we want to, we want to honor your time and thank you for listening. So next week, we'll dive into this a little bit deeper. But right now, if you'd like to learn more about today's study, or if you're interested in learning more about the Pure Man Ministry and what it is that we do and how we can help those who are struggling with sinful addictions, sexual addictions, then visit our website. We have a multitude of resources that we've made available to you to help you in your journey towards purity. So you can find our website at The Purity Coach. It's all one word, thepuritycoach.com. In fact, let me take just a moment as we wrap up and give you a very brief glimpse into part of our ministry. You see, we do a whole lot more here at the Pure Man Ministry than just produce a weekly podcast. We have a free app. It's entitled My Purity Coach. And this app, My Purity Coach, is chocked full of powerful tools to help you in your battle for purity, in your journey towards godliness. In this app, there are tons of scripture verses. There are audio lessons. There are video lessons. You can listen to the podcast from the app. In fact, if you're familiar with the the acclaimed video series called The Chosen, you can even watch The Chosen from this app. And if you're a subscriber to this podcast, if you've been listening to multiple episodes and you've heard me talk about our Point 
of Purity program. The Point of Purity program is a 12-week, one-on-one, Bible-centered coaching program. In it, I sit down with you, and it's just you and me. It's not a group setting. It's just you and me. We sit down, if you're local here in my office, or if you're long distance, we can sit down via the phone or Zoom or FaceTime. And each week we meet for an hour a week, and we go deep into Scripture to teach you how to develop a lifelong strategic plan for sexual purity. I've also talked on this podcast about the various books that I've written. Six of them are out. The seventh one is in the hands of my publisher right now, hopefully to come out by this this summer or this fall. But I've written these books to help you in your walk with Christ, in your spiritual growth. And every one of these books are available on my website, thepuritycoach.com, or you can go to amazon.com and do a search for Steve Etner, E-T-N-E-R, Steve Etner, and you'll see all the books that I've written. We are a faith-based, donor-supported ministry. So all of these resources and so many more that I've not mentioned are made possible because we have a team of ministry partners who are giving faithfully and financially to this ministry. Listen, without compromise, the Pure Man Ministry shows men and women across the globe how to have a continuous relationship with Jesus, a relationship that is real and personal. So to that end, to keep this ministry going, we need ongoing financial assistance from people just like you. No, let me back that up. From, from you. We need you to jump on board and partner with us. People who are committed to providing hope and help through this ministry to men and women across the globe as they fight this battle against the beast of sexual impurity. So I am personally inviting you to partner with us as we seek to impact our world by equipping and training these men and women who are struggling in how to live in purity, how to be godly, how to be men and women of integrity. And we, all, we do that through the study and the application of God's word to their lives. So if you're interested in being a partner in our ministry and supporting us, your tax-deductible gift to this ministry can be given by simply going to our website, thepuritycoach.com, And in the upper right corner of our menu bar, you'll see a donate button. Simply click that, fill out the form, and and give your donation to the ministry. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for partnering with us and helping us spread the message of hope and healing and restoration. Well, if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, oh, let me encourage you to do so today. I don't want you to miss any of our upcoming episodes. So until next time, this is author, speaker, and purity coach Steve Etner reminding you that if you're going to glorify God in your everyday living, he must first be glorified in your every moment thinking. <laughs>